Dr. Dan's Freedom Forum is on the air. Never send to know for whom the bell tolls. It tolls for thee. Dr. Dan's Freedom Forum is a call to arms for those American patriots who, in the tradition of our founding fathers, will stand up now to defend the Constitution and the liberties that it guarantees to each citizen, to each of us. That is our mission, to explain in a clear and concise manner the direct effect of each issue on the individual, on you personally not some anonymous being in a distant place, and to define in no uncertain terms the consequences of inaction. Let the battle begin. So those grants, are they state grants to local government, or are they federal? They, they are. It, it's state money, and what it is, uh, a local business... Uh, will identify that they can expand. They can say, let's, for example, we'll give you a good example, Brasstown Beef. Um, they bought a facility in Franklin that was a beef processing plant. They wanted to expand that plant. They wanted to renovate that plant. They wanted to add jobs. So they, they did the application. They were able to show that they were going to add jobs. The whole the whole thing with this is um, is you have to show that you're going to add jobs to the local economy. They did that. We, we uh, approved the grant, got them the money, they did the renovations. They were going to add, they thought they were going to add nine new jobs. They've added 23 new jobs so far because of that. And that's what that's all about. It's about getting uh, this state money directly. And see, there's no overhead. Uh, none of us are being paid to be on that. We're not, uh, we're not bureaucrats that are handling that. We're a, we're a committee of volunteers uh, that meet every two months and get this money directly to uh, these businesses for the renovations. But, yeah, it, it goes through the county. It has to either go through the county or the town. It has to go through a, a government, a local government entity, and that local government entity has to match it with 5%. So if it's a $100,000 grant, it's a $5,000 local match. So it's it's very good. Uh, to me, it's very good uh, uh, expenditure of, of, uh, of state money. We're talking with uh, Kevin Corbin a candidate for the North Carolina House, District 120. Uh, We were talking about the Rural Infrastructure Authority, a very strong program uh, in which jobs are created locally using state grant money. Uh, There is a match. That match is 5%. Is that what you said? That is correct. And and to give credit where credit's due, this program was started. It was a combination of Governor Pat McCrory, then Speaker of the House, Tom Tillis, who you know is a, now a U.S. Senator, and uh, Phil Berger, uh, who is President Pro Tem of the North Carolina Senate, uh, they created this infrastructure authority and appointed uh, those of us who sit on that. And uh, that, that's a fairly new thing. It's only been around about three years, but it's uh, going very, very well. What is a county? Do, do pri- pri- This is basically to expand private businesses. Is that correct? It is. Yes, it's only uh, it cannot the money cannot go to a county or to a town. It's it's for private businesses. Um, there's there's three different uh, there, there's money for things like water and sewer expansion. There's money for uh, it's called it's called building reuse. It's taking a facility that either 
uh, has not been used or needs to be expanded or renovated for current use. And that's where the money's come from for those categories. And uh, people make application through the Department of Commerce, and those come up in front of our, our board. That sounds like an incredible program. And, you know, we often feel out here in western North Carolina that we're ignored uh, and we probably are a lot of the time, but this sounds like a, an, a state program that was really designed exactly for counties like we are here in the western North Carolina. We're rural counties, and we certainly need help in developing business opportunities. This sounds like a great program. It is, and they did a good job, of uh, Dr. Dan, of, of appointing people from all over the state. If you look at a map, um, where their appointees are from. We're from all over the state. And, uh, of course, they told us going in, you know, understand you do not represent specifically Western North Carolina. We want you on this board. You're, you're working for the entire state, and I get that. But believe me, if a project comes from Murphy, I'm going to push it. I'm going to do that. I told them up front. If, if it's Western North Carolina, I'm all about it. So, um uh, you know, don't don't uh, don't tie my hands when it comes to that because I'm going to speak for Western North Carolina, and I have, and they've they've respected that, and uh, I actually had them run the numbers a while back, and uh, and it's been a really even split. I mean, we've gotten our fair share of the money out here in the West, so it's it's been a good thing. You've had other experience, Kevin Corbin. Uh, uh, I know you were you're part of the NCACC. Uh, that's really quite an important group for for counties, isn't it? It is. That's the North Carolina Association of County Commissioners, and that's uh, it's exactly what it sounds like. It's it's every county commissioner, which of course you're one, and you're a member of that group, uh, and your county is active in that as well. Um, but all 500 plus county commissioners in the state are members of that organization. And all 100 counties, uh, North Carolina is a 100 percent, 100 counties are a member of that. And uh, uh, it's not always a positive term, but I don't know of another term to use. We're basically a lobbying uh, organization for counties. We look out for counties. We just got back. um, Myself and one of our other county commissioners went um, this past uh, couple days. We were in Raleigh. And so we were down there with fellow county commissioners. Among other things, uh, we were advocating for uh, the return of the lottery money. Uh, the uh, give you a little history back in 2006, I think it was when they started the North Carolina lottery. And whether you're for the lottery or not, I'm, I'm not a big fan of the lottery. It, it is what it is, uh, but we do have the lottery, and the state sold it to counties by saying that they would return 40 percent of the net proceeds to the counties. Well, this year, this past year, 17% came back to the counties. Well, I'm not, I'm not real smart with numbers, but 17% is less than 40. Um, so we're advocating to return more of those monies. So we did. We were, we met with legislators. We had a good meeting with the Speaker of the House. The House voted on the budget yesterday. They put an additional $25 million in the budget for this year. To go back to counties, the, the budget was a hundred million. They added twenty-five million to make it a hundred and twenty-five. So it's still not the forty percent, but it's an increase. So those kind of things are the things that, that, that your North Carolina Association of County Commissioners do.
Well, that's obviously very important for the citizens of the counties. Uh, and we're going to get into, uh, in just a bit, with Kevin Corbin, uh, a candidate for North Carolina House from District 120, Roger West's uh, old seat. Um, we're going to get into where you stand on a variety of issues in a bit. Uh, I want to finish up a little bit with more of your experience. I know the, the NCACC is really important. They do an incredible job. And you're right, they are a lobbyist, but it, that's lobbying in a good in a good way. It's not. It's we're not, not really. Lobbyists. We're not paid lobbyists. We're we're volunteer. Yeah, well, that's uh, what I was getting at. Is that there's no money changing hands. This is just no. a bunch. This is a bunch of dedicated county officials who are saying, "Look, you, we got to we got to do we got to help the counties out, and we got to go to Raleigh and bang on a few doors here, and get what we need for our citizens in our counties." That's why that group is so critical for yep. the citizens of the counties. I know you're also a member of NACO, uh, the, yeah. nor- the member of the uh, the National Association of Counties. Now, that's a, a national group, isn't it? It is. And, uh, again, North Carolina is very active in that group. And to give you a perspective, there's 100 counties in North Carolina. All 100 counties are a member of NACO, which is, it stands for the National Association of Counties. That group does the same thing on a federal level. And let me give you just a, just one small example of, of how that works. We found out through through NACO, uh, this has been, uh, oh, two, two, three years ago, that it was in the federal budget, sort of hidden in a bill, that they were going to do away with um, PILT money, P-I-L-T. That means payment in lieu of taxes. What that simply means is the federal government, recognizes that if if you have federally owned land in your county i.e. Uh, federal uh, federal lands game lands uh, national parks those kind of things it's not on your local tax base so so you're not getting local taxes on that so the federal government says okay we get it we own that land so we're going to cut you a check for um, to help help replace some of that lost tax money so every county that has federally owned land, which all the counties in the western part of the state have federally owned land, um, we get a check every year. I'm not sure what every county is. I've got that written down. I don't have it in front of me. I can tell you Macon County gets between three and $400,000 a year from this payment in lieu of taxes. The federal Congress was going to do away with it because most congressmen live in districts that, that don't get that money, so they were going to do away with it. We found out about that. Our delegation literally went to Mark Meadows, sat down with Mark, had a meeting with him, explained the loss to our county, especially Swain County. If you know Swain County, about half that county is uh, in the Great Smoky Mountains National Park. So they have no businesses there. They have no homes there. The federal government simply owns the land, even though it's a part of Swain County. So it's several hundred thousand dollars to them. And Mark literally walked in the Speaker's office with a group of, of congressmen, uh, mostly from out west, who were also affected, and they stopped that. They stopped it. They they uh, they got the PILT money put back in, and Mark actually introduced legislation that froze the PILT money for a period of five years. It could not be touched. So uh, that's one small example of what NACO, uh, which is your National Association of Counties, uh, is able to help us do. Well, Kevin, I mean, that just shows you how counties and the citizens of local counties are 
at risk. Now they're at risk from legislation, not just at the state level, but at the the federal level. Yes, and if absolutely. we don't have if we don't have someone watching out for us, we obviously are are, are going to be on the short end of the stick. That pilt money, that whole concept of pilt money, is critical out here. Cherokee County uh, has a large percentage of its land as well that yep. is that is owned. Uh, by the federal government, and that's another issue uh, as far as I'm concerned. The federal government doesn't belong owning that land. It should be returned to the states anyway and let them dispose of it as they see fit. Uh, it's certainly unconstitutional what they own. But, I totally agree with that. Uh, so uh, PILT to me is, let's put it, it's a temporary way of of keeping us from screaming and yelling even more about what is rightfully right. ours. But you're right. I mean, every time the federal government does something like this, it's the local people, like the, the citizens of Macon County, Clay County, Cherokee, Graham, uh, Swain, and the like. The, these are the people who suffer from what this what big government does, and we're basically we're kind of sick of it. Absolutely, and and the the if you look at uh, what we did, uh, we specifically did. Was we looked at counties who received a hundred thousand dollars and more in pilt money, and guess what? Every county in Western North Carolina is on that list. Every county is on that list. Not just Macon, Swain. It's all of us. But specifically, uh, I think to Cherokee County, it's uh, I don't have that number. But I think it was over two hundred thousand dollars a year. So over you know over a period of ten years, you're talking about two million dollars in money. That's a lot of money um, that that the federal government uh, was trying to not pay us, but we got that stopped, and and so hopefully that's uh, that has been taken care of uh, at the federal level. And and you know, the federal government is it, they they don't do like we do in local government. They spend money they don't have. Um, they're seventeen trillion dollars in debt, and uh, we're getting ready to pass our local budget, as I know you are, and the left side. Ma- balances the revenues match the expenditures that's that's the way it ought to be but the federal government doesn't do that well i'm speaking with kevin corbin a candidate for north carolina house district 120 uh the problem of course is is it's getting more and more and more difficult to reach that balanced budget at a local level and that's because of mandates that come from washington mandates that come from the from the state and these are unfunded to a large degree, so the governments above us are saying, here's the things that you have to do. We're requiring you to do this, and you need to figure out how to pay for it. And that, that's something. Let me go ahead and make a statement here. With my background in local government, I will tell you that I am not for any unfunded mandates, any unfunded mandates. If the state or federal government, first of all, I think the federal and state government need to to tell local governments less what to do than more. Um, but if there's a state program of some kind, if they're going to mandate that we do it, they need to pay for it. And so no unfunded mandates. And I know Senator Jim Davis is on the same page with me on that. You hear me cheering very loudly for you on that one because as a county commissioner, we're dealing with this constantly. Uh, we have so much of our money does come uh, from the state, from the feds, through the state, and it all has strings on it. And uh, we're dancing like puppets on that string because of what we're we're having to figure out where to find the money to pay for these programs that we are forced. Not only just programs, but 
of rules and regulations that are made in Washington and North Carolina that end up costing us and our citizens money here in local areas. Absolutely. Uh, That's really got to stop. Let's talk about some of the the topics uh, that we're going to be that you're going to be dealing with. Let's let's talk about how you view. We've already talked to a great deal about education, but that's such an important topic. I think we ought to go into it again. As an elected official in the in the House, the North Carolina House of Representatives, what kind of programs for education are important to you? What are you going to work to accomplish? Well. First and foremost, and this may sound like a, a you know, a fairly insignificant thing to many people, but it's not. Um, our teacher pay in North Carolina, and this affects our teachers in every county. I'm a believer in public education. If a teacher's not doing their job, send them home. But if they're doing their job, which the vast majority are, they're wonderful people. They need to be paid a fair wage for their for their work. Now, you think about these teachers. They, they walk into a classroom of 20-plus students, and their job is to teach those kids day in and day out, and that's a tough job. They take those papers home. They, they grade papers on the weekends. It's not a, it's not a seven-to-three job. These guys do a wonderful job. North Carolina has been, uh, is currently 42nd in pay. We need to fix that. Now, th- this has been a political football, and I'm going to – breach this a little bit um, because I think too many times in politics you get the blame game. This this group blames this group and this group blames this group. Instead of just getting the job done, if, if North Carolina teachers are 42nd in the nation, which they are, now the Democrats blame Repu- well, the Republicans in control, but the Democrats had control for 100 years, which got us here. So I think there's enough blame to go around if we want to play that game. I think it's time to stop that and we did advocate for that at our uh, North Carolina Association of County Commissioners. We have uh, we have pushed for increased teacher pay. I am happy to say that yesterday the House passed their budget uh, for this next year with a 3% increase in pay for teachers and a $500 bonus for teachers. The teachers who are longer serving, I think it's 16-plus years, um, uh, are slated to receive maybe a $1,000 bonus. I think I have that right. But there's teacher pay increases in there, and I believe that moves North Carolina from 42nd to 39th in pay. So it's progress. It's not maybe where we need to be, but it's it's uh, it's progress. And I believe in that. I, I believe in, uh, you know, paying folks that uh, do, do a good job. I believe they should receive a fair wage, and I, I think our teachers uh, do deserve that. And, uh, and 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 actually, the Republican uh, uh, caucus agrees. I, I went to the meeting three weeks ago, and it was universal agreement that that needed to happen. So I think you're going to see some movement in that direction, and I will support that. I mentioned briefly the lottery funds. I won't dwell on that, but lottery funds were supposed to be paid at 40 percent of the proceed net proceeds back to the counties. What that money is, Dr. Dan, as you know, that's money to be used for bricks and mortar, uh, making and, and is that money is allocated uh, per population. Each county, Cherokee, Clay, Graham, Swain, Macon, we all get uh, X amount of money. And I know that uh, in in Macon County, for example, the lottery funds had accumulated to, it was about $300,000. So we we actually, uh, your Board of Commissioners, 
makes applications, hey, we want the money, and they'll send you the money. So that, that money comes from the lottery funds to help pay for. It can be used for school construction. It can be used for uh, debt service. It can be used to pay down debt, which is what we do with it. Um, but that money needs to be increased. Uh, it was promised at 40%. It's been 17 to 20, and that's wrong. So that needs to be corrected. Uh, I need to quit playing games with that. And that concludes another episode of Dr. Dan's Freedom Forum. Join the battle on our website, www.drdansfreedomforum.com. The rights to own private property that cannot be arbitrarily confiscated by the government is the moral right and constitutional basis for individual freedom. I get joy in everything. Everything, everything, everything gonna be all right this morning.